This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. I'm your host, Jack O'Brien, again today. Firstly, thank you for investing the time in growing your clinic and in investing in yourself and your personal development. Uh, it's such an important investment. And today will be no difference. I'll introduce you to our guest in a second. But again, thank you for your reviews and ratings on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, on all the platforms. We read every single one and then really help us to get noticed and to help spread the message, to spread the love, to spread the good word of the Grow My Clinic podcast. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you our guest today. We have Rebecca Clare from Physio West in South Australia in Adelaide. Beth, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Jack. Thanks for having me on board today. My pleasure. Thank you for that uh, somewhat ver- for putting up with that verbose introduction. But uh, we're really excited <laughs> to have you on board. For those who are unaware, Beth and her partner Grant lead a clinic in Adelaide that is absolutely cranking. But also, Beth is a recent addition to the Clinic Mastery team. She's one of our admin mastery mentors. She's an admin legend, a clinic uh, client experience officer for her clinic, clinic owner, and um, she's been a brilliant addition to the clinic mastery arsenal. But can you tell us a little bit about your story? Because I think off the top of my head, you're the only guest we've had on that's a non-clinician so far. You're not a physio, although you own and work for Physio West. What is your background? Who is Rebecca? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, so I uh, actually started as a, a receptionist in, in physio, at Physio West. I started 10 hours a week while I was uh, busy studying at uni and I totally fell in love with the clinic. I then happened to fall in love with Grant as well, which, you know, that also happens along the journey. Um, <laughs> no, but my story is that uh, I was actually studying an undergraduate in law at the University of Adelaide. Right. I was hell-bent on becoming a lawyer and, look, it just, in the end, I, I saw this other world in health and I really wanted to help, but I didn't necessarily want to go back and say study uh, to be a healthcare professional. I thought that my skills and my problem-solving ability would be actually really beneficial in a clinic setting. Okay. I've since also then completed my Master's of Law, specialising in HR and employment relations, so a bit of a study addict. And so I did that through the University of Melbourne, so just recently finished that. But, yeah, I started 10 hours a week. I really loved interacting with clients. My problem-solving brain then led me to more into the business side of things, which then in turn led me back to the clients too because it was all about client experience and and the value that as, say, an admin person, if you want to label, pop that label on me for the time being, could actually have on the outcomes of patients mm. uh, and their health outcomes but also their happiness but also the support that we could provide to practitioners in that space was just enormous. So I, I was just really passionate about it. So I took on more and more and more and then took on co-ownership. <laughs> yeah, look, there's, there's so many threads that we could pull on there. We're going to park a couple and come back to it. We're going to park on the, the labels and the titles that we put on mm. admin staff. We're going to come back to that. And we might also revisit the idea of, leadership for the admin team and helping them add value to a clinic beyond answering phones and transcribing medical letters. 
that's such a fascinating yeah, story for, for someone who, who studied law. Now, you're obviously a, a fairly clever cookie to be able to get into law, to be then able to oh, humble thanks, yourself, <laughs> be able to humble yourself in some capacity and, uh, you know, just jump on the phone and, and play a part in a humble secretary's role must have been such an interesting journey for you. What was that like and what's that evolution been like for you from a part-time casual front desk girl to now being a clinic owner? What's that been like? Yeah, really interesting transition, actually. And I guess that's where I also felt when I first started my role that it was really just a transient role. I was there just because I was at uni, 10 hours a week suited me. But I actually, moving through that role, and yes, somewhat humble to be answering the phones, but I think when you, if you devalue that, in a sense, you devalue yourself, the impact that you can have over the phone with someone is just enormous and to own that and to empower yourself in growing as a person and your personal mastery was something I was really passionate about. So that's what led me in part mostly to clinic mastery was actually the, the personal mastery journey that I had to go on in order to deliver mm. better client outcomes, but also to be a better leader. So yeah, that's what really led me to there. And it was really interesting. It was actually more so the way that people perceived me that I was, oh, well, you're just a receptionist. And it does take a little while to break down that barrier, but it actually, yep. it's, it's a matter of you breaking it down personally because if you're sending out, I hate to say this, but if you're sending out those vibes to the world, they're the ones you're going to get back. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. it's about owning, owning the role and being viewed as important and really knowing the impact that you can have. So that was, it was a really interesting transition. So I went from 10 hours a week to maybe 25. I then bought a house, so I needed, you know, full-time employment. So I approached Grant and I said, look, I'd really love to come on full-time. And I was really enjoying my work. So balancing that and uni was, uh, was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, it just then evolved from there. And it's sort of the person that you attract to your business as well. And I thought Grant did that in a really good way and we continue to do that with our team is to go, this is not just what you'll be doing, but we actually want you to look for stuff. Get really involved and get super passionate about it because there's things even as an owner now that I don't necessarily see. But if someone comes to me with an idea, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Why don't we embrace that? Um, so it's about that continual personal development too and always looking to be better at what you're doing. Mm. Mm. That's just absolute gold, Beck. I love it. Um, how about now that you've, uh, you've finally completed your studies in law and, you know, my majoring in HR and employment law is quite useful in a, in a clinical environment. Yeah. Does that, is there any crossover there? How are you able to bring your external skill set into your physio practice? Oh, absolutely. It, it has a huge impact. I mean, we, we have a relatively small team, but that doesn't negate the fact that I'm at least able to really understand our obligations as an employer and what really good workplaces look like in terms of team culture as well. It's not just about the law. Yeah, I can understand and read that. That's cool. But it's also about going one better in terms of creating a good culture. It's been super helpful. I think what law taught me was problem solving. So to be really solutions focused and solutions focused is just like my main mantra is, okay, so we've got a problem here. How do we go about solving it? And being able to weigh up each of those options that are put in front of you and go, yeah, this is probably the best way forward or why don't we try this? The fact that I've, I've finished it is also really nice. Obviously study and, and uh, owning a clinic can be a little tricky at times. 
but I absolutely loved learning too. So that's really what I took away from uni is the constant learning um, yeah. and improvement of oneself too. So I, I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't speak more highly of the lecturers and all of the tutors that I had in terms of that personal growth as well. In terms of other technical skills, it improved all of my writing and communication um, mm. with people. Um, mostly, you know, my team or providers uh, that we might work with. In our other life, we have another um, allied health business and that is focused on um, workplace health and safety and workplace injury. So the fact that I understand HR and workplace law is super helpful in then being able to talk at the level that my clients are concerned about within their workplaces. So certainly it's very transferable. You don't need to take the study that you've necessarily done or the title into that specific profession. I think being able to then mould it into another into another space is also really valuable. Yeah, I love that. It's a really good lesson is to look at that transferability. That that mm. that phrase for me is awesome. One of my mentors, who funnily enough is a, a lawyer, is a, a solicitor, and when they hired a legal secretary, they weren't looking for just someone who could type, you know, eighty words per minute. They hired a barista, yeah. <laughs> which it, it, it has no correlation to the law, but yet they were looking for someone who had skills that could translate and transfer over into, uh, you know, a corporate office environment that creates amazing experiences for people and. And that just really resonated with me thinking we don't need to, just because we're hiring someone for an admin clinical role doesn't mean we need someone with admin experience. Someone with oh, in your case, legal experience or barista experience, whatever that might be, can add a massive impact to the clinic. I love it. Um, okay, Beck, yeah. let's change gears here now. We talked hmm. about or we touched on the titles of our admin team or our receptionists. What title do you give your girl? Well, the people, I shouldn't say girls, but what title do you give <laughs> when your clinics that are out the front? Yeah, so as the client experience officers um, or the CEOs, <laughs> yeah, at our clinic, um, they love that title. They go home and they're like, I'm a CEO. Well, in part, they are of their role, you know. It's about having that complete ownership, but also having at the forefront of their own personal definition, client experience. It really focuses them on that. Receptionist for me personally and the reason why we moved away from it was a lot to do with my own personal view on, on that title. Look, it's not bad. It's a functional title. Like you can't shy away from that primarily what the role is going to look like. However, when you start to embody that, you also start to, it has a very traditional connotation is I guess what I'm trying to say is you yeah, walk into a lawyer or you walk into a doctor's rooms and you speak with the receptionist Generally speaking, that receptionist has no authority to necessarily make a decision. Mm. Um, their role is to answer the phone and do data entry. And the role that my team play is certainly not that. Yes, they'll do some data entry and yes, they'll answer the phone. But they do also have authority to make some decisions. And having at the forefront that client experience is our number one focus is super important. It also means that when they go about their data entry and their reception roles, they have the client in mind all the time. Yeah. It's sure. not just a functional task. Yeah, okay. And when you say they've got discretion to make decisions, what are we talking mm. about? Let's get really practical. Yes. Yeah, so it could be overscheduling. Um, so rather than as a clinic owner being the bottleneck, I mean, it, there's still so much room for improvement even with our, within our own clinic. But we are traditionally perfectionists and a bit control freakish. Not a word, but I'll use it. 
and I know that from my own perspective. So also handing over some of those tasks. So whether it be liaising directly with a clinician or a team member about their schedule and you know where certain breaks or a lunch break or can they start early or can they do this? Some stock as well. They make decisions mm. around that. So you give them um, which, a budget that they have to work towards. Yeah. Yep. Correct. They have a budget to ensure that the stock is, we are well stocked and have enough that our shelves look really full. So it's, it's an inviting area for people to purchase product. Yep. Uh, and we have enough on hand so that when the practitioner does recommend a product, we can actually sell that to a patient. Oh, look what else do they make decisions about? Yeah. Social, social stuff within the clinic. Coming back to what we were speaking about before is not necessarily looking for a receptionist and who's done that role already in the past. Our best team members from a CEO perspective have been hospitality trained. Yeah, sure. So they, they're very client experience oriented already. Um, they can work under pressure. They can largely work uh, unsupervised and they get that they've got to be on their feet sometimes. So sometimes there's going to be a super busy period and sometimes it's going to be a bit quieter. Um, so they're generally a bit more outgoing. So we also have them organize all of our social events. Uh, yeah. and they'll be taking on social media soon too, because they're great at it. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people would say, oh, it's a negative. The, the front office staff are always on their phones on Facebook. But <laughs> that's like you say, you're, you're a problem solver, right? So that's an opportunity to go, how can we leverage that social media awareness? into a benefit for our clinic. It's not just pointing the finger and saying, you need to stop that. It's let's go, let's, let's channel that energy for good. If we take stock there for a second, we're talking about transferability of skills. We're talking about the right cycles that bring the right focus. But what I would love your insights on is something you said earlier around creating an admin team or a CEO team that adds value to the client. Um, can yeah. you speak to the leadership of that team, not just giving them a functional role, but how do you lead them? How do you empower them and bring the best out of them? Yeah, so we have regular um, what we call strategy sessions and we use the word strategy because it also reinforces that we're constantly wanting to improve ourselves and also mm. the way that we operate. Um, so I have a, re- a weekly strategy session with my admin team and we look at any of the problems that we may have faced uh, in the last week and we come up with solutions together. Because, again, you can really be the bottleneck in your clinic and provide all the answers to your team, but it doesn't mean they're going to grow. Mm. It's about empowering them to go, hey, what do you think the solution might be to this right. problem? And they actually feel a sense of ownership over that solution and you get the team communicating Uh, rather than them just coming to you so in terms of yeah leadership we have that session if I'm not able to be there because I'm away or something like that one of the other team members will run that session we also come together as a whole group and I regularly have our admin team run a whole group strategy session so with all of the therapists as well so that they feel like a valued member of the team in terms of you know creating great client outcomes and value adding to the client an admin team member or a CEO who knows every intimate detail of the clinic and is really passionate about it will add so much more value in ways that you cannot even imagine to your patients or to your clients. You know, whether it be the way that they interact on the phone or the little mannerisms that they pick up about a patient and then hand on to the therapist, it's that constant communication and building a great team um, rather than, oh, here's my admin team and here's my practitioner team. You also want to create uh, admin roles where people feel a sense of ownership and they feel empowered 
because there's a great Richard Branson saying, and I will never get it right, but you know, it's something along the lines of you know, train your team so that they'll leave and treat them like they won't. So like, right. give them all these skills. And traditionally, an admin role is one that's a bit transient. Mm. But if, you, if they feel empowered, they're going to really own that role and they're going to go away as a professional because I believe that our, our CEOs are professionals as well at what they do. Right. And professionals don't clock off at 5 o'clock and go home. Uh, you know, they might be at the coffee shop and they see awesome client experience and they go, hey, I'm going to take that idea back to the clinic and yeah, put that in gotcha. place. Or, hey, okay. I saw that this didn't work so well. So it's about them owning the role and constantly seeing the world around them and relating it back to the workplace. You as owners are not the only ones who should be doing it. Your whole team should be doing it. Um, and that's uh, where you really create awesome client experience. Yeah, that is so good. There is so much gold in that. I think you're right. That strategy session or weekly mentoring, what it, mm. let's call it regular mentoring, whatever the time yeah. period is. As clinic owners, we often do that by default for our clinical mm. team, but rarely does it cross our mind to do that for our admin team. And, and I know that Beck listeners are going, well, what do you talk about? Yeah. <laughs> that's something. That's a discussion for another day, and we cover that in exceptional detail. You cover it in exceptional detail in our admin mastery live event yeah. and our online program as well. So we can talk about that at another stage. So those regular mentoring meetings are incredible. And then talking about it as a career, as a profession, uh, it's something that people can grow into and upskill themselves that has a transferable skill. Tell me, Beth, what's been the result? What's been the outcome of investing that time, of creating that mindset and framework for those girls? Oh, I just see it. They come in to the clinic uh, in a, just a totally different mindset. But not only that, they're coming up with solutions rather than me being the bottleneck or Grant being the bottleneck is they're actually putting forward solutions before I've even picked that there's a problem. They've gone, right, problem, here's a solution. I'm like, great, let's, let's roll with it. They're looking at ways that we can constantly improve. But the thing that I'm most proud of, say, from an admin mastery perspective was that there is actually a program created to help people in these roles become professionals. Like there is almost no course that exists really for admin admin team members, yet they're so valuable. Like we're entrusting our admin teams to answer the phone and to convert phone calls because we actually can't provide awesome client experience and get patient outcomes unless they're in our door. Like so that conversion is happening by someone who probably largely doesn't get invested in, you know, a lot of roles yeah. there's no mentoring or there's no courses for personal development. We're sort of just expected to know it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I guess, where, like, from my perspective, having come from an admin background, the training of admin teams is really something I'm passionate about. You know, when Grant actually trained me mostly and I was like, there's so many holes in this. Like, what, <laughs> what is going on here? Am I just expected to know this? And largely, yeah, like, the trust that's really given to CEOs or admin team members is enormous. They, they are really the gatekeeper to a lot of clinics and a lot of businesses, no matter the field that you're in. And to be able to empower them and train them to be really effective in their role is just really cool. Absolutely. So you know, valuable, one of the like tenfold. You know, you can't put a dollar figure on it, really. No, you're absolutely right. For me, I think we've often viewed our admin teams through the lens of function. There are necessary evils. Some would, I've heard of clinic owners, Beck, that refer to their admin team as a, as a necessary overhead. 
I'm like, this team is not an overhead. They are the linchpin that our client experience yeah. hang on. Such a vital component. And, and the beauty of admin mastery is that, yes, it does cover the functional elements of the job description of an admin yeah. team member, but also it's that mindset, personal development, um, abundance approach and creating amazing experiences to grow clinics. I, I love what you've built at Physio West. I love what you're leading through admin mastery and I bet my bottom dollar there's listeners here who want to find out more. So tell them yeah. if, they want to, if they want to see Physio West in action, where should they head and I'll help with some links. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You can head to our website. It's physiowest.net.au. It's a pretty insightful little website there. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at PhysioWest. Um, but I am also a member of the Clinic Mastery Mentoring Team, so jump on there as well. Uh, check out the profile. Happy for you to mm. reach out. I'm super passionate about it. Um, coming from an admin background, moving at, into you know, a professional role within a clinic and then owning one, uh, has been quite a journey and a really insightful one that I'm just super passionate to talk to anyone about. <laughs> I love it. And for those who are playing along at home and want to check out Bex's profile on our Clinic Mastery website, that would be clinicmastery.com forward slash team. You'll be able to find it all there. And Bex, if people want to read more about Admin Mastery, there is live events in almost every capital city around Australia. Yeah, there is also an online program where people can have access to training materials, resources, and a powerful mastermind community. All of that can be found at www.clinicmastery.com forward slash admin dash mastery. Clinicmastery.com slash admin dash mastery. So there you go, listeners. You can find all of the show notes, all of the links at the, the regular home of the podcast, clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. There's a number of URLs to spit out all at once, but we made it in the end. Beck, thank you so much for joining us. We've really appreciated your insights. Anyone, any pearls of wisdom to leave the listeners? Um, if you're not a member of uh, Clinic Mastery, do it. <laughs> no, it seriously changed the way that I view uh, my own personal journey and realising that a lot of it came back to me and my leadership and that's what needed to change first and the outcomes have just been phenomenal. So thank you. Mm. Well, there you go. That's that's quite unsolicited, but very kind of you to share that. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We look forward to bringing you another episode really soon. As always, thank you so much for reviewing, rating, sharing this podcast. If you know a clinic owner who needs to hear this story about Beth Claire, Please do share it. We really appreciate it and we look forward to bringing you another episode really soon. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.